live from an undisclosed location in our basement in New York City. It's the Rasslecast Power Hour with your host, Oroku Saki, aka the Shredder. Hey, what is up, you sweaty marks? That's right, do not readjust your podcast. Uh, however you would do that, don't do it. There will be no need. What you are hearing is actually happening. It is I, Orokosaki, a.k.a. Big Sexy, a.k.a. Big Daddy Cool, a.k.a. Super Shred Lover, a.k.a., and most importantly, Diesel, Big Daddy Kevin Nash. It's me, the Shredder. That's right, fools. And with me, my tag team partner, the one, the only, the mayor of Dimension X, the helping hand, my homeboy, my best friend, that boy, Crank. That's right, you fools. We have crossed over into the hyphen podcast groups. Darling, of course, we are hosting the Rasslecast Power Hour, and we gonna do it better than anybody has ever done before. That's right. Starting off the show with mad energy. Don't know if we're going to make it an, an entire power hour, but we're going we're going to do we're gonna do our best, aren't we, Krang? Nope. <laughs> Fucking Krang. Alright. Um let's let's get into some of the shits. Uh starting off with a lot of things going on in professional wrestling. Um your boy. Uh well, first of all, I don't know if the, the time slot for the show, it must be wide open because Hyphen and Handsome Bane have not been on this post for quite some time. It's been about two weeks now. This, is, this would be a third, but I picked up the slack for you, gentlemen, and um, we're going to keep the Rasslecast Power Hour alive. Um, anyway... Crying, you can't be letting that that air be dead, baby. Um, you. Anyway, we're going to uh, hop right into some of the happenings in pro wrestling. Uh, my favorite organization, New Japan Pro Wrestling, has has crowned a new champion. Yes, for those of you, for those of you who are dorks, and you got up super early. In the morning to watch professional wrestling uh, from across the ocean. Um, of course, we're talking New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion in Osaka. Uh, of course, headlining Shingo Takagi. Takagi, damn it! Go ahead. Go ahead and hit me with it. Nope, the full one. Yeah. Shingo taking on Okada 
for the for the uh, the vacant title at the at that point in time, uh, and uh, Shingo won the Power Ranger belt. Um, it, it's cool, man. I don't know people people give it a they're giving it a hard time about it looking kind of weird. It's 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 a fine title. Still means a lot. Even though I'm looking at these pictures of Shingo wearing it, and it it completely looks like um like a a, a Power Ranger helmet for like Cat the Pink Ranger. Uh, but it's fine. But hey, you know we got some good wrestling out of it. All right. Uh, also the um lot a lot happened in wrestling i mean they we're we're not even they didn't even mention last week about all the releases and you know what braun strowman is going to do because i i mean not to say that he can't do anything i feel like he he would be really good with like you know chopping wood or something because of the whole strongman thing and that not that's not a diss i'm just saying he looks he's mad strong um I, I can't think of a scenario where Braun Strowman would be working in an office. You know, I, I, I don't feel that he specked a lot of points into being able to type. So that's, you know, he's such a WWE big man that like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would find value in him, um, whether or not AEW uh con reaches out to him um remains to be seen but you know hey man anybody that big can make money so there's that uh i'm sure there was another insult i was supposed to give you but um ah uh, it escapes me right now so uh, basically I know, Krang, I'm off my game. It's really hard holding down two podcasts. Well, we haven't been to our podcast. This counts as, this counts as our podcast, too. So, um, hyphen, my man, I'm doing you a solid here, but I'm going to need Juneteenth off. You know what I'm saying? You and me, me you too, Krang, you coming to the cookout. Um, anyway, then there was the, uh, I feel like I'm flying, but whatever. The, uh, A and E, um, I'm just trying to get my levels right here, folks. Sorry. On, working on the fly. Um, yeah, man, the A and E, uh, Bret Hart documentary that took place, uh, over the, the past week i want to say maybe it's been a week by now if you're listening to this within a couple of days of its record uh you know they they've done they've done there's a lot of material on bret hart there's not a whole lot to um you know to to bridge since maybe you know the the writing of his his book back in maybe like in the uh, in the late arts early 20 teens he released his book um, I'm sure it's called something like The Best There Is. Or no, that was the DVD. There's not much to glean. Bret Hart has been pretty much an open book throughout most of his career. And um, if you haven't been able to find it with the WWE, 
then you've definitely been able to find it through his own avenues. All that to say, uh, the the document, the A&D biography, is pretty damn good. Um, you know, goes into a lot of background. You've heard all the stories, I promise you. They, they barely, barely scratched the surface on um, Davy Boy and Night of Heart Smoking Crack. No, you cretins. Uh, the night before SummerSlam. And I'm sure that's... I, I listened to the pod. I know it's been covered extensively here. So if you are a loyal listener or a brand new listener, you know that. I'm telling you. You know that uh, that is a running gag on the show. And I... I don't find much funny about addiction, you know, that's kind of messed up, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty funny. It's actually pretty funny. That's right, we've, we've switched soundboards on you fools. Um, then, then, you know, we get this little bit of trivia that Jackson Riker, the... I mean, the stand-in for the Proud Boys, I guess. Um, you know, he had, the, he had the, the whole Proud Boy gimmick, the don't tread on me. Well, you know, you know, the Forgotten Sons thing. So apparently, he didn't really do much to turn babyface as much as... Um, what's your boy? Elias. As much as Elias turned more heel on him by leaving him in the ring alone with uh, AJ Styles and almost it, it doesn't well I, from what I understand on this show you're supposed to remain positive about pro wrestling so I'll not say how stupid it was and how little sense it made for someone to walk out on a tag team title opportunity like and he didn't seem that man. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Damn it. Yeah, man. Anyway. Uh, a bunch of stuff, man. A bunch of stuff happened. And then nothing happened at the same time. I'm hearing that the, the rumors are uh, abound that the WWE, after having released Aleister Black, is... Um, looking for a mulligan i guess they pulled a whoopsie i guess he wasn't supposed to receive a pink slip i don't know but he's already he's already been on renee's podcast roasting the wwe for wasting him um so who knows man i mean he's not lying obviously but um you know hoping hoping that story has a happy ending you know Anyway, um, well, those are the goings-on so far this week. Um, I guess maybe, maybe I'll go through the gauntlet. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll do the gauntlet. Okay, um, favorite, favorite wrestling belt design. Um... I I kind of like, you know, it grew on me and, you know, I'm a big smelly 
attitude and remark. I like the chaos of, of course, the hardcore belt, man. Man, it was just something about your boy, uh, Mick Foley, coming out there. And, you know, it wasn't like... I, I mean, it is like the 24-hour title, but you'll never see a prostitute win the 24 set. Well, I'm sorry, a sex worker. Ooh, man. That was bad. I'm sorry. You won't see a sex worker, which, you know, why wouldn't you? win the hardcore she'll never win the 24 7 title but she most definitely would win the hardcore title oh i see you crying you're over there you're over there you know getting acquainted with the soundboard that's cool um yeah th this show there are no rails i'm sorry <laughs> i'm doing my best um yeah, so I think that would be my favorite design, the hardcore title, because there is no design. It's, it's, it's chaos. It's havoc. I'm into it. Um, let's see. Favorite. Here's a good one. Favorite promo. Um... I don't know! <laughs> right! Actually, that one, that one is my favorite promo of all time. Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday. Can you afford to pay me? Oh my God! What foolishness! How ruthlessly absurd that whole thing was. I've 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 seen it so many times, especially when I was in college. Your boy was an undergrad in the dorms ordering $5 pizza. Not pizza. Pizza, nigga, because that's what that was. $5 pizza. As I was sitting in the dorms downloading videos from Morpheus, LimeWire, giving my computer cancer. And watching the promos and this one came across from CZW of Lex Luger the fallen angel Lex Luger my goodness gracious and I don't again you know I'm supposed to be positive um, I was never big on a Lex Luger promo he would always he would literally flex his muscles and point at the camera with one with a thumb up and the forefinger bent. If you ever look at a Lex Luger promo, um, other than this one, other than this one, because this one was mad real, you know. I don't know. He really didn't know, fam. He was clueless. He was he he didn't even know the name of the Super promo. Saturday. The name of the the I guess it was a pay per view, the event. Super Brawl Saturday. I had that nigga Lex at Super Brawl Saturday. I'm one of the biggest legends stars ever this God! It's such a wonderfully honest promo because he's genuinely offended 
that he has to lower himself to wrestle in CZW. But he's only, he's, he's not, he probably can't type very well, you know? So here we are. I don't know. Neither do I. What a great, what a great promo. I'm sure he he watches it and he cringes. The, 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 the secondhand embarrassment is so great that, um, you know, eh, wow. Mwah, chef's kiss. What, what a moment. What a moment to capture in film. <laughs> We're live, pal. All right. What about, let's see. Let's read another one. Um, Sherry or Elizabeth. Sherry easily um uh let's see let's continue to scroll favorite wrestling theme music ah um i know right i'm taking mad long i'm sorry um let me get a Oh, I like, I like that trash-ass man called Sting song. Oh, that is so bad. Speaking of bad, the audio is trash. Crying, where did you get that? Jeez. Crying, that's trash, bro. Promotional consideration paid for by the True. Following. My bad, I guess we do need to pay the bills. Uh, we will return shortly with the Razzlecast Power Hour, as I am your host, Oracle Saki. We'll be right back after these messages, or this message, messages? I don't know! From the Hyphen Podcast Group. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I think right about here is good. You think I need your money? Hello, world. This is me, your favorite producer, Uncensored Mike, and I'd like to tell you guys about my new show, The Soapbox on Isla Pal. It has me, it has my friends, and it has your favorite people who you don't even know yet. Come listen to us and meet some new folks. That's it. And we're back. That's right, you smelly marks. You get a double dose of insults today because Shredder stepped out and it is just me tag team partnerless but it's fine because as the captain of the team i am always going to find a way except for the past two weeks but that's old shit why y'all bringing up old shit um let's see so yeah the uh the illustrious orokusaki just took us through talk about heel talk about heel work the things this guy has done uh true pioneer in the the heel game 
Uh, oh, speaking of which, um, I don't remember what I said about you guys last time, but you uh, are rooting for Jackson January 9th writer, uh, Riker. Damn it. You guys suck. There. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, whatever. I'm trying to class it up, but you guys suck. No, you're fine. You're listening. You're listening to one guy ramble about pro wrestling. Um, so, oof. How you how you feeling, buddy? You know, it'll get better. It'll it'll get better. And by that, I'm talking, of course, about the podcast. So, um, here we are. We have not done an episode for about for two weeks i couldn't let it be three you know i just i just want us to hang with good habits you know and to just let it not to just let it not be an episode because i don't have a guest and i don't have a tag team partner would just be lunacy right like you know bootstraps and all that shit so um, let's see, where are we starting? Ah, yes, the, the disappearance of my partner. So, you guys aren't going to believe this. Uh, B-Hyphen decides that instead of recording with you, and this guy's the baby face, and I'm supposed to be the bad one. I'm supposed to be the shitty one. I have my children and my wife in my house away from where I am right now. It's just a little bit away, but they're not in here with me right now in the middle of the night recording a podcast for you while my partner, you know what my partner is doing? My partner is hanging out with his dad. Oof. What a, what a dork. What a total dork. That's not the one I wanted. Yeah, 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 give it to him. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of got them both right. Anyway, uh, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of guy hangs out with his dad? You know, what kind of guy has even a dad? (laughs) Fuck is you, five? You know? But you never have to worry about that with me. Not your boy. Uh-uh. I'm fatherless out here. You never see it happen. So don't worry about it. Uh, dad. Like I said, dad. Um, anyway, so where was I? Oh, uh, you know, Sasaki took us through some of the stuff that happened this week. Um, Bobby Lashley... Probably did a thing. Bobby Lashley has some thick-ass women out there with him. And then uh, 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 Drew McIntyre swung the sword like a lunatic. So this will be their... I guess this is the blow-off to their thousand-year war. Um, I've been I've been really trying to watch wrestling this week, guys. Cause, uh, and I could not tell you what happened on AEW right now. I have... I, I just... I'm drawing a blank. I remember Jade Cargill was Jade Cargill, 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 Cargill came out. She wrestled a very short match. She looked phenomenal um, in every way possible. I, you know, 
guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you here. AEW, I see what you're doing. And it's not a bad move. And it's not something that doesn't constantly always happen anytime that there are two comparable things. But you're trying to make another Bianca. Um you know, with the whole undefeated streak, you're you're gonna try to hot shot her. You know, you're gonna you're gonna put the rocket strappers on her, as they say. I don't think anybody says that, but I, I, I know you're trying to put the rocket on her. I do, however, I'm bouncing around, but I do love what I see happening in the women's division, even though it's very, you know, it's still kind of like a micro women's division. Um, that's not to say they don't have the bodies, but the the super talented, you know, it's kind of like a very shallow hallway of what could happen. So, you know, we got Britt Baker now, beat Sheeta. Of course, she's going to, you know, run up against Thunder Rosa. Um, as far as, like, timelines for AEW, again, guys, I've been trying to watch. I've been trying real, real hard because Kat, uh, shout out to Punkin, uh, is, you know, she's an AEW fan. Sometimes she texts me things about AEW, and I'm just like, yup, <laughs> because I haven't watched them yet. And um, I am, I have gotten a lot better about it. I am, I, you know, I'm not a WWE Mark fan. I guess WWE was kind of like my dad stand in, but I'm not even spending time with it. No, not exclusively anyway, but um, we're just going to do that. Um, yeah, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm in speaking of AEW and WWE guys, it is okay. It is okay to like one more than the other. It is okay to like them equally or just to like them both. Like, it's just so nuts that over, you know, I want to say maybe like I feel like a 10-year period or as, you know, I don't know how this correlates with social media and I hate to blame everything on social media, but there used to be a point in time where, you know, nuance mattered. There's a point in time where, you know, you could watch Raw and tape Nitro and find things that you liked and disliked from both shows. And the the tribalism of people who want to think that one is far and away better than the other and that somehow makes you a smarter fan for liking it is just weird. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, the last time I ever felt a loyalty to any brand because one brand was kind of shitting on me for liking the other brand was when I sided very firmly as a child, mind you, with NES and Super NES over Genesis. That's how infantile this sounds to me because 
not none of us i don't know unless any of you guys are you know have any um public stake i mean uh, any stake in either company like literally uh a stockholder with either one where this sense of ownership is coming from i just i don't get it and i don't i don't like it I guess is what I'm trying to say. And again, we're supposed to stay positive. I know it's it was my rule. I was the one who said it. That we're supposed to stay positive about the state of pro wrestling, or if we're if we can't think of something from now that we're in that we're fucking jazzed about, then maybe we should talk about not wrestling. You know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe we should find something else to be interested in. But I'm saying all that to say, you know, kind of getting back to, you know, liking one or the other and then thinking that one does something better than the other, which may be true. Case in point, what I'm trying to get at, um, we're looking, you know, I'm looking at all the releases. You know, of course, we've been talking about the releases. And there are people who, and I don't even understand which side of the argument this is. There are people who are upset at the idea of AEW maybe being a refuge for those or a landing spot for some of those releases. And, you know, guys, I have to ask you, how long have you been watching wrestling? Like, it's it's entirely possible that your entire fandom has taken place within the fucking monopoly years of the WWE just running everything and being the end all be all and you have to go there in order to make it like that's been long considered the thing however um before all of this okay let me take you back to a magical land uh called the territories now back in the territories the territory days you you know people would go from one town to the next you'd be a featured champion somewhere so you know rick flair was going to memphis or um okay i'm distracting myself now you know uh you'd see jim Cornette pop up in the wwe uh, and then bring, what do you call it, uh, the heavenly bodies back and forth. Or Brett Owen would go to Memphis and be heels uh, against um, against Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett. Like, these were things that coincided with the earlier, or maybe I want to say the, 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 the new era, the, um, the new generation it was called at that point in time. Uh, you know, they would trade talent with Japan back and forth. And they, you know, these guys would be on one show and then you'd see, uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name right now, but he'd pop up on, you know, you'd see some guys come up in the Royal Rumble who, you know, didn't make big noise, but they were there. It was, uh, it was like one big student exchange program, you know? And so I, I'm really, I know that I shouldn't be giving you guys this shouldn't be feeling like a history lesson. This should be something you already know, but it seems like you've forgotten because 
that's how the industry was that that's how that's how the business was supposed to work where's my damn here we go i'm in my hands right now i am holding the 10 pounds of gold sweet charlotte and she is beautiful and when i throw her on i put her in my bag and take her to the next town riding up and down the highways and the byways i can't help but think of all the places in the National Wrestling Alliance we're going to end up in. You see, they were they were one big organization under the NWA guys, which still exists, but is very much its own completely different thing now. But you know, Ric Flair would take the belt from town to town and would end up in someone else's organization but the title 10 pounds of gold sweet charlotte would be the the end all be all was the big prize guys okay? so while it was it wasn't so much a monopoly it was more of an expanded oligopoly uh it made sense you know and you trade talent and then sometimes guys would end up on, will go from, and even even in the later days than that, in the more recent years, you, you know, you'd have you you'd have an option as a performer, and you know, when your contract ran out, if you didn't get the money you were looking for wherever you were, you you you'd look at the other organizations. You know, they had they had they had what they call choice. Okay, so if you see El Idolo pop up in AEW, signed to a contract because that's the job that he does, okay? <laughs> you thought Andrade was supposed to just drive Uber? You know, no, no disrespect to anybody who drives Uber, but if you had the choice to possibly become AEW champion, or driving Uber and you were a gifted athlete who enjoyed being on television and being paid <laughs> for being on television, you're probably not gonna be an Uber driver. At least not your main gig, right? You're probably going to go to the other optional place in your business. Nobody was happy when WCW was shut down, okay? Vince was, but Vince is so far-sighted that he's short-sighted, right? Didn't see that ending WCW definitely took the competition out. And by taking the competition out, I mean like the, the, the concept of competition in a realm that thrives when there is competition. So, what does that mean? It means shut the hell up. And there are there are there are pro wrestlers right now who've been wrestling for decades now who should leave. Randall Keith Orton, he's stale in the WWE. I'd like to see what he could do with a Kenny Omega. I'd like to see what he does. Pardon with. Uh, uh, shit. Um, uh, an Orange Cassidy. 
Let's do it. Screw to hell with it. Let's let's see it. Let's see the comedy that could like the riddle stuff is actually entertaining. Um, I I know that Randy Orton is a night off when you're wrestling him. I know that he's he, he he's that is that's the gift and the curse with Randy Orton because his matches are going. His matches are going to be a Randy Orton match. You know, he's going to work a slow, methodical style. And that's fine. That's cool for psychology and selling and all that. And that's great. But he's he's just going through the motions. Like, it just happens to be that his motions are better than most. And, you know, say what you want about his style. Um, it has served him well. He does it. He does it well. You can set your watch to it. But that's not always a bad thing. Um, but would he greatly benefit from having his contract run out with WWE and go uh, go to Jacksonville and see what they're talking about? Hell yeah. Can they pay him? I don't know. But these other guys who are looking for a job and they're hungry and they're wanting to prove themselves on the on a, on a big stage... Uh, something that is comparable to what they were doing before. Um, you know, Miro is doing his thing over there. It took a while to ramp it up and figure out what they wanted to do with it, but they did it, and it's working. Um, again, guys, shut up. I don't. I don't know how you think this works, but a lot of you were raised during a mon- during a monopoly. <laughs> And you think that's how it's supposed to go. No. Even with the old guys who are leaving WWE, that's how you run a business. I don't know if you've ever heard of a headhunter. Um, you know, when you're working at Walmart, shout out to you. If you work at Walmart, it's a crazy place. But if I know that you are a good manager at Walmart or that you were next in line for promotion at Walmart and I open fucking handsome Mart and we sell all the same things that Walmart sells. Uh, it is a brand new company. I don't have anybody to run my business yet, you know, managers and such. So if I hear about you and I put out, put an ad on online that says we hiring and we are, you know, we have positions available. I don't know how you know how much get up and go you guys got out there but if you are looking to move up at walmart and the positions are full at walmart you're probably going to go look for that managerial role over at handsome mark and we're paying well you know what are you going to (laughs) not what are you going to not go for the opportunity because you, you 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 left walmart Shit, no. Hopefully not. It's about guys wanting to move up and having the space to be able to do that. And so, if that rubs you the wrong way, it's because you don't know how business works. And I know I'm, I'm talking to somebody out there, but yeah, if I'm opening Handsome Mart, I'm not going to... I don't, I'm going to go with some guys who already know how to do it. Hey, apply for this. Now you come in and now see the thing about a job interview is that you're trying to impress them. 
And so you come in and you see all the stuff that you did on the, at, at Walmart. And then, and then based on that, I may be moved to hire you. If you've done this, or if you've been training to do this in say the WWE, and I run AEW, and you have a name and a pedigree, why wouldn't I hire you? Homegrown stars. The stars made the home. The guys who already had a name on the indies made it their home. It's, they don't have to be homegrown talent. The talent grew the home. You see what I'm saying? It's just stupid. Oh, God. But I know that's a fraction of you guys out there. Um, you sweaty marks are smart enough to know. You know, you, you watched In Your House in 94 and was like, what the hell is this? You know? You look back on those days kind of fondly because you, you struggled. You struggled and you earned your attitude era. And, you know... You you sat through Mark Merrill uh, getting his getting his chick snatched, you know. Oh no, wait! Mark Merrill was snatching Triple H's chick. That's right. That that wasn't in your house, right? Sure. Let's say let's let's say that. I don't know. Or we can say that. Um, yeah, you know, you you sat through the lull. Or if you didn't, you know. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know you personally. I know some of you personally. I don't know you personally. But you 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 sat through Mabel versus Diesel. Jesus Christ. You you sat through that, and then when it got good, you were already on the on ramp. That's that's where I was. I kind of never stopped watching it as a kid, and I just kept going on and on, and I went from the B Bret Hart Bob Backlund I quit match which was eh? I I rode with him through Hakushi and 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 Isaac Yankum DDS <sighs> so when I got my 97 Heart Foundation I appreciated it and you guys are getting probably some of the best wrestling talent wise especially you like characters turn on YouTube. You can go find those old characters. You can like that. And then you can see some athleticism. Alright? In, in these. And there is there is good work being done. Guys. We, we sat through suffering succotash and now we have acknowledge me. Alright? It's fine, guys. <laughs> relax and allow yourself to enjoy a thing not based on what letters are on the top of the fucking logo. All right? Jeez, you're taking yourselves and wrestling, which is supposed to be fun, entirely too seriously. But I spent too much time on you nerds. Uh, it's about... Mm, I'm looking at the clock. I'm not going to quite make a power hour because I definitely, I passed the rambling stage maybe 20 minutes ago when, when, when Shredder left.
So, all that said, this is Handsome Bane, the dadless, telling you jerks to not let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. Our secretaries will tell you where you can find us. You know what? Maybe I'll just let the secretaries tell you where you can find me. All right, because I'm always going to be here for you, even if you don't deserve it. I am a people's champion. Sitting here with my best girl, sweet Charlotte. Still as pretty as the day I met her. All golden and shiny. Australia stamps on her. She's been around the world. Mexico. Sorry, Mexico. Australia, as I mentioned previously. Japan, man. Canada. All the oh damn it. Canada. Just made just reminded me. We friends sorry did not and we did not induct anyone into the Rasselcast hall of fame the past couple weeks now and so with the power that is vested in me and only me the only one you need the only power you need your boy handsome bane i am and and i'm solo and I'm going to take this as the opportunity to induct the one, the only, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. My own hero, Brett Hitman Hart. Yeah, Brett's just been, uh, you know, with the... Uh, The A and E biography. I've been watching a lot of Brett stuff. Uh, man's come a long way. Yeah, had it all and uh, didn't have any of it. All of a sudden, you know, uh, and and you know, I've been I've been watching a lot of Brett content over like maybe I want to say like the past couple months. Um, I didn't even know the biography was coming out. I've been watching, um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give a suggestion. Wrestling Bios uh, is a is um, a YouTube channel. Wrestling Bios, he just, you know, the guy's, he's like Scottish. He has like a very thick accent. Um, it's not like thick, like, you know, Seamus Brogue. It's like very, it, it's like, Drew McIntyre's granddad, you know, like it's super thick. So, um, this guy does these videos, he does like a breakdown and it's not like terribly, he's not like super scientific about it. I want to say like, he's not, I, I, I wouldn't presume that he like fancies himself, a, a, a an expert in any way, which I guess is kind of the charm of the videos. But he talks about, um, does a lot of Brett matches where he reviews 
And even he did one where he just like, um, where he basically talked about a moment in a Brett match. It wasn't even like the whole match. It was the heart and soul finish uh, of The Undertaker uh, versus Brett with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee, which, man, the drama that unfolded there. But he, you know, he does uh, King of the Ring, uh, 93, where Brett wins without using the sharpshooter is just really cool and you know been a lot of interviews for some reason have been popping up with Bret Hart it was like some guy who you know kind of re-released a bunch of old interviews where Bret buries a couple guys and one of the things we talked about on Twitter which was so hilarious was that people talking about how Bret Hart has no problem repeating what he said about you you know, if he calls you, you know, <laughs> we had a thing where we say, Brett um, will call you on the phone because he has to for business or whatever, but make it known that he doesn't fuck with you. Like, he's like, Brett is the kind of guy to call you up and say, uh, hey, what's going on, Eric Bischoff, you gutless coward? I hear we're supposed to do an event. <laughs> you know, like, he just has no quips or qualms. And no fear, like even as just an old, broken down war horse of a man. Um, and I say that with all the respect that I have in me. Um, Bret Hart's given everything he's got for the business. And finally being able to see him get the respect that he deserves. Even though he's been, you know, I know he's been inducted into the Hall of Fame twice. And everybody's given him all his props. And again, he's been getting, he has the uh, biography show. Um, it's all well deserved because that man's been through hell. The business took his brothers. <sighs> anyway, I don't, don't want to bum out. Um, I don't want to bum myself out. But um, yeah, man, Brett definitely one hundred percent goes in the Hall of Fame. Black Lives Matter. Black Wives Matter. Jeez, was that in bad taste? Probably. Probably in very bad taste, but, you know, it's one of those things that come up every time now because we, you know, like to think that if someone is with a person of color or, you know, namely a black woman specifically, we like to hopefully think that they're like anti-racist, um, which is cool because I just did a thing. Um, I've, like, I've been down this rabbit hole for two weeks, guys. Um, I started looking uh, um, at Blade Hearts stuff, um, which Blade is number four? Or is Alexandria? Blade Heart is, you know, Brett's son. And, um, wait, yeah, Dallas is the older one. Blade, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blade, Blade is the youngest. Younger. Youngest. Anyway, Blade Heart. Um, he's, uh, apparently he's an artist now. Or he has been. Um, I just, like I said, I stumbled across his um, his Instagram account. And so I have no idea. It's new to me. But, you know, if you want to check some stuff out, some anti-racist art, um, he definitely has some up. He's, he's out there marching. So it's kind of cool that, you know, at least, you know, fingers crossed, you know, he's out there not as a performative thing. But, um... You know, from what I can tell, I mean, you know, maybe it's also kind of the, the Canadian classification that 
you know, it, it was the place that black people were running to <laughs> out of enslavement. So you'd like to think that maybe some of those guys up there were cool uh, about, you know, having, about being around black folks, you know. This is all off the rails. This entire thing is off the rails, so bucket, you know. Um, yeah, Bret Hart, Hall of Fame. He's been in all the other Hall of Fames, and now we welcome him with open arms into ours. And, you know, he did kind of shout me out on my birthday. That was dope. Uh, you know, that is the doing of the Hyphen Podcast group. I love you guys, you know, except for B-Hyphen. That jerk stood me up, and when I see him, it's going to be a problem in the locker room. He he's He's cheap is what it is. The man... The man didn't pony up the money for gas. Now I got to foot the bill to get to the next town and then hold everything down when this clown is hanging with his pops. Hanging out with his dad, of all things. He did that on purpose. He hung out with his dad because he knows I don't have it. And the B hyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ILA underscore POW. The Rassel Cast Power Hour is a hyphen podcast group production. Smell your latest sweaty marks. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?